Welcome to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. Now here's our mama. Hey y'all, welcome back to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. I am so excited today because I have a fellow podcaster, but also someone who I have really admired in the Bachelor Nation franchise, Miss Sydney Latuaco. And I'm so excited to connect with her and chat with her. And sh- we've actually met before, Sydney. I was going to um, say, now that you're talking, I was like, did we meet <laughs> at Bachelor Live? I swear I met you after. I, you were like friends with Ben. Was that like yes. Utah-ish area, Salt Lake City? So actually it was... Almost Famous Live podcast in San Francisco. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, I knew it was on the West Coast. I know I've seen your face. And I was like, all yes. coming back to me. Well, good to see you again. You as well. Yeah, this was like almost two years ago. So yeah. it was so nice to meet you then in person. And I was so impressed by the dancing on stage. This was before Bachelor Live yes. on stage, but it was incredible. And, you know, you are a former dancer. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk all about your childhood, how you grew up, kind of your family, and what your current situation is now, because I'm so excited for you to have found such a wonderful guy. So we're going to talk all about that. Awesome. I'm excited. So welcome to the show. Happy to have you. So Sydney, where did you grow up? So I was born and raised in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I actually started dancing at three. So that was pretty much my whole memory of life was starting at dance. Um, but yeah, I grew up there. I stayed there until I went to college. My parents are still there and I go back and visit pretty often. And then in high school, were you boy crazy or were you shy? How are you with the boys? I was definitely, I would say shyer with the guys. And also I just think with relationships, I've always just been a little bit more into like relationships versus just dating around or um, hooking up hookup culture and I feel like for whatever reason high school was very much centered around hookup culture at least in my area so I didn't date much in high school or really at all Um, so it wasn't until like college age was when I started to really explore that but yeah I was definitely a little bit more reserved when it came to that aspect of life. I was the same. I grew up in Kentucky and it was the Mm -hmm. same as very much a hookup culture and I was just not comfortable with it, you know? Um, So I totally understand where you're coming from with that. And are you from a big family? Um, I would say big-ish. I mean, my my close family is just, there's four of us, but like I have like 15 cousins and (laughs) that, as far as that goes, it's pretty big. But my my family unit is is nice and small. And you are so beautiful and exotic looking. What is your background? Oh, thank you. So my dad is Filipino. He's his grandparent. He was born there. And my mom is Irish. So she was also born in Northern Ireland. Okay. Um, So yeah, that's my little mix. (laughs) It's a beautiful mix. So when you were in dance, was that, you said it was kind of your whole life. Were you able to still have a childhood or was it really focused on dance primarily? It was super focused on dance, but I, I feel like, Maybe it was just because I was always like this for me that I'm very like regimented with the things that I do. And also it was nice mm-hmm. because my friend group, because I started there so young, came from dance most of the time. Like my best friends, yeah. they're still my best friends still today, all started in dance because you spend so much time together. You experience like these right. crazy things together. You kind of like grow together. So it's it creates that like tight knit pretty easily. I had friends in high school and things like that, but, like, my best friends for sure were a lot of them came from dance. Um, I remember, though, like, times going to the dance studio, and, like, I was probably six, seven, and I would see all my friends in the neighborhood playing, like, outside with their the ball or whatever they whatever you did back then, yeah. and I would be like, 
I don't really want to go to dance today. Like, can I just stay oh. here and play outside? And my mom kind of dragged me, but I'm glad that she did because I, the, in that mentality at six, it's easy to quit things. Absolutely. Um, but she didn't yeah. let me. So, yeah. Your discipline is so admirable. Thank and you. when I saw you dancing on stage, both at Almost Famous and on Bachelor on Stage, I was just so in awe. <sighs> I mean, you're very, very talented. Thank so, you. You did attend a school of dance in Manhattan, is that right? Yeah, so I went to college for dance. It was funny because growing up in high school, we would dance competitively. So we would go around all around the area in Virginia Beach or like all of the states surrounding it. And then we would have nationals every year in New York. And when it came time for me to apply for college, I was kind of 50-50 on whether I was going to keep pursuing dance, like I loved it, or go a different route and just do like the regular college life, which both are great. Mm-hmm. I just because I spent so much time and energy and so much of my life was in dance. I just figured why not try it for at least college and see what happens after. So in order to do that, you have to audition for college essentially. So you send in like your educational uh, application and then you send in, then you have to like audition for the program. So that's what I did. I just kind of auditioned around the schools that I thought I liked. I think I auditioned for one in like North Carolina, a few in New York. Oh, nice. Um, ultimately, I landed in New York though because that's just the place to be when it comes to dance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you visit New York often? I mean, I lived there after that for – so with school, I was there for nine years. So oh, I'll wow. go back and visit my friends okay. now. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, when I realized I it was time for me to move, I was ready to go. So I, I definitely <laughs> had my time there. It's nice to go back and visit for, like, a few days. But I definitely, right. you know, did New York, that's for sure. It's a lot, for sure. I was just there yeah. a couple weeks ago, and, and I was there for 48 hours. Mm-hmm. And as sad as I was to leave, I was just kind of like, okay, coming back home to, like, quiet and yeah. slow pace. And it's nice. Are you more of a country girl versus city then? I mean, I love a city. I just think – it's nice to have, like, for example, for in Cincinnati where I am now, like, there's a downtown area. So if I want to uh-huh. go get that, I can go downtown and, like, experience that and then come back to the quiet. So I think maybe it's just, like, getting older and already having those experiences. Like, I was in L.A. for a little bit of time. So just being able to experience that already, I kind of I maybe got it out of my system. And, I mean, it's nice yeah. to, like, visit those areas to take them in, like, small bursts. But I think, like, it just drains my energy so easily um, Definitely. now. So I just oh, yeah. I need breaks from it. For sure. Now, of course, we're all wondering how you got onto The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Can you share that story with us? Yeah, so I was living in New York at the time. I mean, I was trying to date. New York dating was difficult for me personally. I don't want to say it's hard yeah. for everyone, but I've heard that's pretty much the experience. So I was just a little frustrated with it. But I, at the time, was dancing for the Knicks basketball team in New York. And a friend from the team had ABC reach out to her about maybe going on the show. And she just got back in a relationship with her boyfriend from a, a few years back and was like, oh, they're having a live call on Thursday. You, you and my, my coach at the time, they were, she was like, you guys should go. So we were like, sure, that'd be funny. That'd be hilarious. Why not do that? So we <laughs> went as a joke, essentially. We were, no oh, plans gosh. to actually go on the show. I mean, we just were going to see what happened, essentially. And it was crazy, the live call, because it wrapped around, like, the entire New York Avenue. There were so many people that showed up, like, so many huge fans of the show. And I have watched oh the gosh. show, but I wasn't a huge fan at the time, so I would, like, be right. in and out with it. So it was wild to see how many people showed up for it. And the fact that my friend and I got pushed forward even from that round was wild 
to know that. So we're like, oh, that I guess that happened. <laughs> and then after that, there's like many, many, many rounds of auditions right. and, you know, packets and interviews and all kinds of things before you end up making it on the show. So, yeah, it was kind of crazy. Once you got to that point where you were basically on the show, were you excited or were you more nervous? Yeah, I mean, I was excited the whole process of it. Um, okay. It was just you don't want to get too excited because you don't want to, like, get right. as upset if you don't make it, essentially. Mm-hmm. But as you're making it through round and round, you're ending up at the last round, and you're like, oh, this could be a thing. But, yeah, I was super excited. I was definitely nervous. I only had, a, like, a week to prepare for going on oh the show, which is also, like, a little difficult. And at the time for me, I had I was dancing for the team, and we were about to start um, the basketball season, so it was around like August. Mm-hmm. So we start audition, or we did audition auditions, and we were starting um, rehearsals. So I had to unfortunately make the decision between going and forward with the team for that season or going on the show. So essentially, I would be losing my job if I were to go on the show because I couldn't do right. both. So that was really hard, especially because you work really hard for jobs like that and uh, yeah. dance career is difficult at times and to finally get to a job that you really enjoy and like people that you really and like co-workers that you love and things like that so that was hard for me to make that decision mm-hmm. but it's like one of those things where you are choosing to go on this crazy adventure or you're saying no yeah. to it so I just didn't want to like you know oh, yeah. be wondering what would have happened if I hadn't gone so that's why right. I ultimately, ultimately went. <laughs> like a once in a lifetime, you know, yeah. opportunity. Like you said, there's just so much competition to get on that show. Mm-hmm. So what was your first impression of Colton? Um, so I actually met Colton on the Ellen show, which is funny. So oh. we, for whatever reason, they this was the one year that they had three girls get to meet The Bachelor beforehand because they Ellen was doing like a little feature, which actually right. was really nice for me because then I knew my parents – didn't have to lie to people about where I was because (laughs) it was a secret until I was like on TV and people knew where I was. So Mm -hmm. that was like the best part of it for me because they were going to ruin that secret for sure. They were not prepared. (laughs) So I met him there. I thought he was like, he's so tall and like he takes up a lot of space. He's got like this like big energy. So just like that is intimidating as it is. Like just someone that's like that, like large of a person and like so many people know him, but he was very charismatic, very kind. Yeah, I had a great first impression of him as far as that goes. How tall are you? I'm like 5'8", so. Okay, okay. So six, about the same I want to say he's 6'3", and he's like very, oh. he's like football big, so. Yeah, yeah. Big oh presence. my gosh. Yeah, you're like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looking up. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that first night you felt more comfortable then when you, you know, met him again. It was just like saying, hey, good to see you again. Yeah. And, it was nice and comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. Like I remember doing That's my good. limo entrance and them being stopping because we'd already met each other. So they were trying to decide if we were they were going to let people know oh. that we already met or like what the deal was. So I kind of right. got a little extra time just to hang out there, which I didn't mind. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, of course, looking back, I have to ask, did you at any time think that he was gay? That's a hard thing. I can't say that I knew that anything like that was happening, but I'll just say that I could always tell that he was holding back a little bit when that, and I thought at the time that was because he just didn't have a strong connection with me, whether that was because he just didn't have a strong connection with me or all the other things that were probably happening in his head at the time. I would just say it was very hard to connect with him. And I don't know if that's just because we didn't align or if it's because there was other things, you know, going on in his head. 
Right. Okay. No, that makes sense for sure. Yeah. Have you been in contact with him since the announcement? No, I just, I wished him well. And I mean, I'm happy for him. I think like that must have been an incredibly hard thing for him to do. And it just makes me a little sad for like what he could have possibly going been going through before that point. But I'm happy for mm-hmm. him. And I hope that it helps him find happiness because he, he is a great guy. He's very like kind, like I said, and I hope that he does find that. So so after Colton season, you went on Bachelor in Paradise, mm-hmm. and we have a very good mutual friend, Matt Donald. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do love Matt. <laughs> I adore Matt. He is amazing. He's probably the first person in Bachelor Nation that I actually met in person, mm-hmm. and I just have to gush about him for one second because yeah. I invited him to a premiere party that we had, and at the time, he was living in Los Gatos, and I was in like Fremont, so we had like one in the middle of us, and he came. And, you know, it was just him and, like, 25 girls. And wow. he was just such a sweetheart. He was, like, the bachelor that night, right? Like yeah. He was, it was yes. so fun. And uh, it was my birthday. And so he actually serenaded me. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, he did. He fed me some cheesecake. It was, it was pretty sweet. Matt Donald. Such a gentleman, you know. And then we've yeah. been friends ever since. And, and we see each other every now and then. But I know that you met him on Paradise, right? So Yes. So what was your first impression of Matt when you first met him? Well, at the time, I had been there for a while. So I Mm -hmm. had just gotten out of a relationship with Mike, if you can call it that. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, had no prospects, hadn't been on any dates. So I was in need of like a different energy for paradise for me because I was pretty, I would say, down at that moment. And I think Matt was a breath of fresh air. He came Mm -hmm. in very – because he's very endearing and very just like kind, like you said, and very easy to get along with. So I was very happy Mm -hmm. to see him. And he asked me out on the date. So it was just like everything I needed wrapped up into one person at the time. And Matt's awesome. I mean, we had our own things. I mean, he eventually sent me home, which whatever – (laughs) <laughs> um, but we're friends now. Like even my boyfriend's met him, loves Matt. He's just like Aww. super genuine and yeah, he's great. I agree completely. Well, we have to talk about Mike Johnson because he mm-hmm. is just a doll. He, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, I started a new podcast called Batch After Dark. Oh yeah. I've, I've heard that. I didn't know that was you. <laughs> yeah. It's a sex podcast and he was Fun. my first guest and I just have to give it to you because you kind of inspired me when you had him on and you were talking about like his fantasies and yeah. just things like that. I was like, I want to know more, especially yeah. from Mike, you know, because mm-hmm. he's just such a, he's just such a force. He has such a vibe and energy about him. I just adore him so much. I can't wait to meet him in person. I'm going to hug the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's also a large person in person and a big energy, a huge energy, even more than Colton for sure. So yes. I can imagine. Oh my gosh. I'm like counting down the days for that to happen. Yes. But yeah. So I just wanted to let you know that like you inspired that because I Aww. loved the way that you and can you remind me what podcast that was? Because it's you have something to share. Yeah, now. So that was an old podcast. That was funny. I kind of was like a quarantine thing. It was with a girl I actually had never met before. So oh, ultimately, wow. we didn't really align as we went along. But it was a really fun experience. It's it was so great hard. for me to kind of get my feet wet with podcasting and learning yeah. that whole like editing and all that stuff. So yeah, since then, I've mm-hmm. gone off and done my own thing. But that one was at the time, good, bad behavior. Now she's turned into something else. But that's right. Yes, we did interview. We actually had Mike, though, back on my podcast as well. Mm. Um, 
with Connor. So that was fun. But we didn't get into that topic at that time. I, I kind of let him down easy on that one. But yes, he's, <laughs> he's full of knowledge because I got to obviously know him really well on the beach. And he's very open with that part of himself. And I just find it fascinating too with, with like the way people – I like just like studying people. And I think yeah. that's a huge part of him as well is his sexuality. So yeah, it was definitely Absolutely. an interesting conversation. He was the first person I thought of when yeah. I started the pod because I'm like, he'd be perfect and mm-hmm. um, just so much fun. Now, I have to also give you a shout out because you interviewed Matt and got him to talk about some like pretty spicy things too. Yeah. So I, know. I was like, look at Sydney opening these guys I up. Get, I can get there. Yeah, <laughs> I just come from like a friendly side, but then you can like exactly. Hardball questions. Yeah, that was actually on the yep. same podcast. I wish it was still on. I should actually have him back on this one. Yeah. Yeah. There's more to all these people that we know from media, right? There's always exactly. more. Exactly. So. That's exactly why I started it. And I'd yeah. love to have you on too if, you, if you're if you open to it. Yeah, I'd love to totally. have you as well on, um, on a Batch After Dark. So Yeah, that sounds fun. Amazing. So we got to talk about how you met your boyfriend that you have now currently in yes. Ohio. Well, so that happened also during quarantine. It was a crazy year for everyone. I had gone back. I was on tour right at the beginning of 2020 uh, with Bachelor Live, which just announced that they're coming back, which is really exciting. And oh, I, yeah, can you tell they, us when, when they're coming back? Well, they just announced it. I mean, I haven't heard anything from my end, but I think it's March of 2022. Oh, that's so. awesome don't know if I'll be back. I, I would like to be, but I have to figure mm-hmm. out if I have a job, you know. I'm but sure. yes, it's a super fun time. If anyone wants to go, I would highly recommend it. It's a great oh, show. absolutely. It's so much fun. But yeah, my boyfriend and I met on Instagram. He actually watched me back when I was on Colton season and then continued to watch me when I was on Bachelor in Paradise. Okay. It was kind of like a guilty pleasure for him and his roommate to watch every <laughs> Monday. He had a roommate at the that. time and they would watch the show together and for whatever reason, he took a liking to me from the beginning and continued to watch me. He was following me, and I, whenever I, when I went on the show, I made it a point of like after the show to if people reached out to me to always try and respond and like, yeah. you know, give back to whoever's like supporting me in that way. So I would always try and respond. I always would respond to his like comments or DMs, or whatever I would get from him. And then it wasn't until quarantine that I actually looked at who I was talking back to. He would always say really <laughs> funny things and like really funny questions if I ever had like question stickers up or whatever. And then oh. quarantine, I was like, who is this person? I've talked to him a lot and I don't know who this person is. And I looked and I yeah. was like, oh, he's actually really cute. Like he's, he's like my age. He's a cute boy. So then I kept talking to him even more because now yeah. I was invested. And it just kind of progressed. There was like a two day period where we were just DMing back and forth and I just really hit it off with him. And then. He put the ball in my court at the end of the two days and was like, hey, listen, this is great. I'd love to meet you if you are ever in Ohio or something. And here's my number if you want um, ever need a quarantine buddy or something like that. And I was like, crap, he put that in my court. And now I want to keep talking to him, but I have to text him if I want to keep talking to him. So I was like, whatever. So I texted him, obviously. (laughs) And we just continued to talk and then eventually took that to FaceTime Mm-hmm. And then three months later, eventually, it was time for us to meet in person, which was kind of crazy. So it was, it's wild because we built a relationship essentially online, like all yeah. in, not in person for three months before we met. And because of that, we were actually like really strong once we were in person, which is actually really wild. But you get to really know someone when you only can talk. Oh, like that's yeah. all you get to do is just talk for hours and like ask all kinds of questions and things like that. So, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
as a dating coach, I always recommend, you know, doing video dates, you know, with people that you're interested in because you can tell if you have chemistry with them, if you're vibing with them, you know, it's pretty obvious. So that is amazing. I love that you created such a strong foundation you know, before you met in person. Yeah, we did. And I hope video dating thing stays around. I know that was huge in quarantine, but I don't think it should go away. I think it's just like a really nice, safe and like efficient way to get to know someone and get to know absolutely more invested later on. So yeah, yeah. It's funny you said that because I'm actually starting a new live show. I haven't even announced it yet, but I'll tell you. Very busy. (laughs) I know. And I have two kids and I'm married and (laughs) all sorts of things going on. But I love being busy, honestly. It's just like, it just fills my cup. But it's called Cozy Connections. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to have someone come live with me who's single, who's really looking for, you know, a relationship. And whoever's watching can come in and have like a quick little like video date chat with them. And I'll be there to kind of facilitate so it won't be as nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to do that probably once a month, have like a single gal and a single guy come on. Super fun. And see if I can make some love connections, some some matches. So You never know. You really never know. know. (laughs) And I'd be so happy to do that. I just, I want everyone to, you know, find love in their life however that is so I agree that's yeah that's awesome so what are the plans moving forward because you guys have been together for about a year now or Um, longer yeah it's been almost like a year and a half I mean it's hard for us to tell how long we've been together because we talked for (laughs) so long before we ever met yeah so I mean I don't know I told him what my ring size was oh okay um yeah we're doing well we lived together it was was kind of an interesting experience for us because of the pandemic like I had an, technically had an apartment in LA at the time, um, but I was staying in my my parents' home in Virginia. But I came here to visit last August, and I just never left. Um, I just decided like there was no real point for me, especially at the time, to go back to LA. Yeah. And I was moving away from like pushing against the grain as as I used to do all the time, being a dancer and all of those things, like going against the grain and really working hard. But I wanted to yeah. try a different way of doing things. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to lean into what's working and what is kind of flowing into my lap right now. And right now I, it makes sense for me to just kind of stay here and see how this goes. So it's gone really well. Yeah. I live here now and it's been <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we're just kind of doing life now together. So that's... can you see yourself putting down roots, having kids there, raising a family there? I could. I also love my hometown, Virginia. So mm-hmm. maybe eventually, even for like a little bit, that we would maybe go there. I don't know. He loves Virginia too. I just love the beach and that aspect. Yeah. But it's great here too. Like his family's here and his family's awesome. They get along with them really well. So I don't know. I think we're kind of playing it by ear for right now. But for now, we're here oh. to stay for the time being. So yeah. Well, I hear you're very happy and that makes me happy to hear that. Yes, <laughs> we are very happy for sure. That's amazing. Well, definitely keep us posted. And I feel like um, I had to double check if you were engaged because I felt like maybe you already were. So yeah. I feel like it's coming soon. If that's, I, I you know. feel like it could. I hope yeah. it does. Once you start looking for those things like engagement rings, you just become like a psychopath and it's obsessed. <laughs> or maybe that's just me. I just am obsessed. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I would love that. But I mean, it's funny because like even normal. my Instagram like Explorer feed is now just rings because if you yeah. look them up one time, that's all it is. You're just like now pushed in that pocket yeah. of demographic. It's yeah. a big deal and it should yeah. be a big deal, you know, so just 
revel in it and mm-hmm. just enjoy every moment. But I'm so glad you found your person and just Thank you. thrilled for you. I know that's that's hard, especially in the pandemic. It was so hard to see my clients dating and just struggling and, you know, yeah. having all those obstacles and everything. So one thing before I let you go, because I've loved our chat so much. A question that came in was a current contestant on Michelle's season, Ryan, was mm one of the bachelors on bachelor on stage Mm -hmm. right can -hmm. you talk a little bit about that and how what we saw on tv maybe wasn't exactly who he was or why he was kind of a little bit shady about that yeah i was like i didn't remember that he was on and then someone like tagged me in a picture that i was in with him (laughs) i was like oh "Oh, yeah that guy because you you, we met so many people in such a short amount of time oh and all the bachelors were great so but it's just funny to me because his excuse for why he had the notes and like why he had that all written down is because he'd never seen the show and didn't really know how it worked so he needed that to like help him Mm. but if you go to Bachelor Live or if you've seen it, it is literally the entire season put into one two-hour thing. Yes. And for him to say that he has no idea what the show is about is a bold-faced lie because he right. was not only there, but he was the Bachelor on it and a part of it. So we explain, like, this is how the night's going to go. This is how it works. This is, like, you're going to stand here. You're going to pick the women. This Like, he gets, even though he didn't maybe not did not see the TV show, he understood how the show worked. Yeah. So I think that was a lie. I think he was caught. It was really dumb of him to bring notes because right. I'm not sure if they like clarified that at the beginning, but you just or you know that you're not – you have no privacy when you're there. So to think like he right. could be, bring a folder of notes that he could <laughs> yeah. go through at any time. And I'm also like – I okay, maybe you want to just like best prepare yourself fine, but then just memorize your – like memorize those points. Like you right. couldn't memorize them. It was yeah. shocking to me. So I, I don't know. I mean, I just think he probably made a huge mistake and probably regrets it and wouldn't have made the same decisions. I think he was probably just trying to set himself up for success, whether that was like to be like work the system. I don't know. But I mean, right. it is scary to go on that show and not know what you're doing and in a very foreign situation. For so you sure. want to go and be as prepared as possible. But I think there's other yeah. ways to do it. I mean, if you're going to ask people to help for help, great. But to yeah. ask someone how you can be essentially the bachelor or how do you not be the villain, things like that. Right. It's just, it wasn't well done. That's for sure. So do you agree that production goes through your stuff then and make sure you don't have anything you're not supposed to bring? I mean, I don't know. Like, I, like your stuff gets unattended. I think that's something they did specifically on this oh, season. Okay. But you just know in general going on the show, you're not going to have any privacy. Like you're you're always on a microphone. That's just kind yeah. of the way it, it just seems like a little bit of a iffy thing to do when you know you're at least in a house of 30 other people. Someone might see it. I just I would never do it because it's so risky. Right. But yeah. So you just in general, when you know when you're going on TV, you're just you can assume that there's going to be no privacy just because there Definitely. can't be <laughs> like you're on TV. So Exactly. And those contracts are like ironclad. I mean, we know yeah. what happens when you break them. So yeah, <laughs> they've got to be pretty. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to go up something against something like ABC. <laughs> it's a little exactly. scary. But yeah, right. it just wasn't the right move. And uh, yeah. What is the biggest piece of bachelor tea you can spill without getting in trouble? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's really hard to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've any if anything I've said it already. Yeah. Like is there a specific part of it that you want to know about or just I guess is it true that they give more screen time to people that you wanna be dramatic and kinda stir the pot? Like do you feel like that? 
I would say everyone probably gets the same amount of filming time because they're all there's always a camera on. But I think as right. far as like editing goes, that's going to affect how many how many people you see like that. That okay. is everything. But ultimately, like they've seen the relationships play out because they've been there. So when they're editing the show, they know like, OK, this girl makes it to the end. So we're going to show the her storyline more. So I think that okay. kind of naturally happens. Yeah, I think with the way that the franchise has changed a little bit over this like year, this past year, I think they've reworked how they do that a little bit as far as giving kind of everyone an equal shot, at least okay. towards the beginning. Um, right. But I think that editing is honestly everything. That's that's the real key right there. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I know. And it's kind of like it's all coming out now, right? Like we we never knew any of this a few years ago. And now it's just like, whoa, okay. It's kind of hard to believe anything, you know, that we Mm -hmm. see anymore. But yeah. And everyone asks, like, is it scripted? And I'm like, no, it's not scripted. They're so good at editing. (laughs) Like they're so good at like creating whatever they want for the season based on editing. So yeah, yeah, there doesn't need to be. Now, were you a fan of the previous Bachelor in Paradise that we just I dropped? absolutely loved this Bachelor in Paradise. Did I, you? That one hooked me more than any, more than like the Bachelor or Bachelorette has been hooking me. I think that really? I just love, I love Paradise. I think it's, this season was kind of hilarious, the, especially the beginning of it. It was just like so much going on. It was a dumpster fire for sure. <laughs> it's a lot. It was a lot. But I, I thoroughly Definitely. enjoyed it, especially not being a part of it. It's, well, it yes, yeah. of course. Well, Cindy, I cannot thank you enough for joining me. Can you please tell everyone where they can find you, follow you, listen to your wonderful podcast? Yeah. So as far as social media, everything's Sydney Latuaco, L-O-T-U-A-C-O. I'm mostly on Instagram, I guess, and TikTok. And then my podcast is Something to Share. I have episodes every Wednesday. I interview a lot of Bachelor people, inspiring people, and just people I find super interesting. And also my boyfriend comes on sometimes and we just shoot the shit. So it's a good time. Oh my gosh. Well, I've so enjoyed our chat. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And I can't wait to see what happens in the next few months, years. And your your story is a beautiful one. So I'm definitely going to be following that. And I want you to come on Bash After Dark. So definitely yes, let's let like, make know. that happen. I'm excited. Yes. Let me know. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. And I hope you enjoyed our chat. And please go follow me at, at Getting Cozy with Erin on Instagram and subscribe to everywhere you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much. Stay cozy. Bye. Bye.